Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Stand by lights one and sound one. Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Pretend World's Real People. Hello. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. I'm Tyler. And today is an exciting episode because we have our guest in person. Uh, I know. I, we promised she was COVID. We temperature checked her. We wiped her down with sanitary, not sanitary napkins. Not we. Different. Let's emphasize, not we. <laughs> and sanitary napkins are not the same as sanitary wipes. Socially distance is six inches away, right? We stuck pads all over her body. <laughs> Great. Um, but yes, my, uh, my dear friend Carmen, who is a local Colorado actress who I worked with when I first moved out here, um, and she is here for a visit, so we made her be on the show. Hi, Carmen. Hi, everybody. Yay! <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, I guess let's get, we'll just kind of start off with like, all right, Carmen, tell us about yourself. Why acting? What? Who are you? What have you done? Just who give us you? the life story. Wow, it's such a loading. Oh, <laughs> who am I? How long do you have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, my name is Carmen Raymond Shedd. And, and um, is that your stage name? It is my stage name. It's also my legal name. Yeah. I took oh. my... I couldn't let go of my maiden yeah. name. I just, it means a lot to yeah. me and my family. Um, and it was my choice. It wasn't yeah, that yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. you can't give this right. up. But it was like, <laughs> I don't really want to. And it was my stage name. Mm -hmm. Raymond was my stage name for so long before I got married that it was like, well, I don't want to like yeah. completely change my <laughs> my resume identity <laughs> and everything. So I tagged my, uh, my husband's name on the end. So yeah, um, I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, and I am, uh, I'm an actress, uh, when, you know, COVID isn't a thing. Right. Um, and I'm also a waitress, cause that's, Woo! I'm a walking cliche, Yay! basically. Yay! That's, that's the life that I chose for myself. <laughs> uh, are you, uh, uh, born and raised in Colorado? No, I grew up in Chicago, actually. Mm. Um, I'm the youngest of six kids. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Six. Six kids, That's and scary. my I come from a yeah a family of performers. My my father and his family were all in radio and television, oh, cool. and so we always joke that we were the von Vreeman family uh -huh. <laughs> because my dad's also like a pastor, and right, so we'd all be right. up on stage singing at a very young age. All, yeah. all six oh, of us. Okay. So yeah, so I always knew that performing was in my blood, and I literally never. I don't think that I ever thought I would do anything else. Right. Like, I mm -hmm. one time had grand aspirations um, of owning the Paris Opera House. Oh! But, of course, oh. I didn't know what that entailed. Like, owning... You know, like, yeah. you know me. I'm not an entrepreneur. That's not how my brain works. You just it's, sign a down payment right. and yeah, say, like, hey. Yeah, like, it is not business-minded <laughs> at all. Um, but, yeah, I grew up, uh, yeah, with you know, performing was, mm -hmm. was what we always did on the weekends and it's very much part of our personalities. Um, mm. yeah. And I was never good at anything else. I never dreamed of anything else. And, um, the reason that I wanted to own the Paris Opera House is because my parents got me into musicals at a mm -hmm. very young age. Um, and especially Phantom of the Opera is my favorite. 
all you haters out there can just suck it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it is my favorite, and it was, I memorized it when I was, like, five, and just, like, it's always, so wow. then I, you know, became very invested in the, in the Paris opera world, and so that's why I thought that's that I would hilarious. own it hilarious. You also knew you had to move then, right? Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> You're and, yeah. You didn't well, think it was, like, Paris, Texas? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that might be no. a, a more attainable goal. <laughs> The Paris, <laughs> Texas Opera House. You're right. You're right. Well, I guess it's a fallback plan. <laughs> right? It's yeah. a backup plan. Yeah. But you've seen my house. Like, I mean, yeah. I, it's into Paris Day. I love yes. Paris Decor. Yes. And, like, that's always my... Yeah. And I've been there, and I loved mm-hmm. it. And I walked into the Paris Opera House, and I just, like, oh, okay. bawled my oh, head off. Oh, and, oh, no. Yeah. I know it was so beautiful. I was yeah. just like, oh, this is where I belong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Do you ever sing opera? Have you ever done that? Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, I trained a little bit, and I originally thought I would go into opera, yeah. um, b- which is funny, because you listen to Phantom of the Opera, and you're like, this isn't really an yeah. opera. Like, there, is, there are elements of it, but um, but I grew up listening to operas, and my dad was a classical singer as well, and like, uh, so yeah, I thought originally I would go into opera, but then falling in love with Phantom even more, I got into ballet, because I was like, oh, I have to be oh. a dancer if I'm going to do all right, of the things, right. so then I got really into dance for a while, um, and singing was always a thing, but like, um, but yeah, so I classically trained for a little bit, but it was never opera specifically, because by the time that I was in high school, college, and like chose that, was was able to choose my career path a little bit more, yeah. it was like, oh, I want to do musical theater, I don't mm-hmm. want to just mm-hmm. do opera, so, um, so yes, I do. I do sing legit, but I've become more of a a mixer belter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in my uh, recent adult years, <laughs> much to my chagrin. <laughs> like, but yeah. So yeah, I as somebody who is also a performer, serving when you're waiting for acting seems like a heavy cliche, but is definitely a reality based mm-hmm. on the flexibility we need. Mm-hmm. So. With everything that's been happening over the last seven to nine months, mm-hmm. have you found anything that can fuel your creativity? Since most playhouses are shut down or doing something else, are you dancing through your, your house and recording it for Instagram? Or are you <laughs> acting in short films? Uh, What's, what, what, have you, what have you been up to? Because this is the first time we've met, yeah. so I yeah. need to know all yeah. the stuff about you. Need you need to know all so the So we things. can be friends. You're yeah. right. You're yes. right. Well, I hope that we can be friends after I answer <laughs> This is actually an interview for friendship. Yeah, friendship. Yep. Oh crap! Don't mind the check the boxes. Um, okay, I got the clipboard that you got there. Um, uh, so I also play the piano. My mom is an amazing pianist and piano teacher, so we all grew up playing the piano. And um, I would say that's a big therapy for me is doing it. I've been doing a lot of. Um, I don't write songs. I'm not mm-hmm. much of a writer, but I love making medleys mm-hmm. and like arrangements of like my favorite pieces. So that's something that I tend to do, like, in my, not always in my spare time, like, I would say early in quarantine, mm-hmm. when I was out of the serving job for a little while, um, uh, I would say that was kind of my, like, okay, every day we're gonna sit at the piano and, like, oh, what's my favorite song today? Or, like, um, yeah, and making arrangements, I've worked on a, a medley that I am really proud of. I mean, it's six minutes long, so it's, like, too long, <laughs> but I spent a lot of time on that. So that would be a good one. I took a couple Is that of- your once medley? It's not, oh. no, it's not once. Um, yeah, I did the show once about a year ago, which if you don't know it, it's an amazing um, piece written by musicians. It's it's kind of a, it's kind of a play with music, but mm. it's also a musical and it's based on a film about two musicians who write songs together and it's beautiful. 
piece, but it was kind of a dream role that I got to do last year, and so yeah, I still when you auditioned, you performed the melody you had created. I put, yeah, I played a medley for it. Yeah, yeah, what sealed the deal because. Yeah, because yeah. I the, and and they like sent the sheet music and I had never seen the yeah. sheet music before and I was like I hope I've been playing this for a long time and I had so that was cool but yeah I learned it all by ear and I like read chords and I read music yeah. but I tend to to play for myself and not like let me sit down and play Beethoven for a while um, but I do tend to like sit down at the piano and like once is my instinct to play like mm-hmm. I'll play some Mendelssohn and then I'll play you know Falling Slowly or whatever. Um, songs from the show so I do that I've tried to keep up with yeah and hence the singing as well um you know trying to keep the skills sharpened I guess um but yeah a couple of dance classes I like to I like fitness a lot I like running I like working out but it's different than creativity for sure um and I sometimes I I go through phases of like committing to like oh I'm gonna take this dance class for like x amount of weeks or I'm gonna learn this thing and then other times you know quarantine has just like killed all of the creative spirit yep. for me some days it's just like nope and I don't want anything to do with anyone else's creativity let alone my own mm-hmm. um and that's just like the sad the well, sad reality and yeah. I envy those people or the people that seem like it on Instagram who are very like mm-hmm. oh look at me I'm still auditioning mm-hmm. yeah. I'm still doing self-tapes all the time and I did a couple of those but I'm also pretty um timid I'd say about my like not timid but like I'm just not I'm a I'm very much an introvert and so like even on social media I'm not like oh look at me playing the piano like I don't think there's any clip like there's one or two clips of me doing that but that's something I'm just like I tend to be fairly private about Mm -hmm. the or just yeah Tim I'm just kind of shy unless I'm in front of like 400 people right right yeah and then it's fine but you've also been doing camp yes so I'm a teaching artist for uh the Colorado Springs Fine Arts Center at Colorado College, that's the yep, full title. Yeah, at Colorado College, um, and I actually went through their training program um, when I was in high school. So they have a professional theater training program that I went through, and then shortly after joined the acting company, um, and I've worked there for since two thousand seven. Yeah. So it's my home. It's my artistic home. Um, it's a great community. But yeah, so I'm a teaching artist there. So I te- I've taught there for the last seven eight years. So we're doing camps on the weekends, doing virtual camps, because the campus is closed right now. Um, so yeah, teaching teaching uh, ages like 10 to 13, 10 to 14, uh, how to sing and dance and act on, on a screen is very, like, it's kind of this weird, we're teaching them theatrical things, mm-hmm. but also we have to use it we have to teach it within the medium mm-hmm. of screen. So there's a little bit of like, we're teaching you film technique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing, which I'm definitely not qualified to teach because I don't enjoy film work. I've done some short films and I've done, you know, like some commercial things, mm-hmm. but I, I don't love that. Yeah. That type. It's not, it's not for me. I like the risk of like a live audience and like you, you keep trying to perfect it every night. And oh, that's which interesting. Which is so I funny like that. Cause our, the, uh, one of our other guests, Leah said the exact opposite. She's yeah. like, I hate theater. Uh, oh, I, I don't yeah. like that. You do it for so like the commitment is so long and then it's over and then get like, me in, yeah. get me out. <laughs> yeah, and like, but like, Oh, when you have film, it lasts, you have it forever. Yeah. It's so, I know yeah. it's so funny. I mean, that is the thing that is sad about theater, but also like the beautiful yeah. thing is that it is it is this really beautiful fleeting moment yeah. that isn't captured and even when you do capture it on film it's like not the like same. it's not the yep. same it's that live energy yep. piece that 
is really important and like to really dive into a right. character is really right. fun and like I think that's really sorry I'm rambling. Oh no, now. you're not. Oh, no, ramble. you're good. That's ramble. exactly what I we think want. <laughs> the thing that I love about theater and what I miss the most about it is becoming someone else for a certain sure. amount of time or certain amount of hours or for weeks to try to get okay. into someone else's head. Um, and getting outside of myself. And that's something that whenever I've done film, I don't enjoy of like, okay, like I, I suddenly get so much more self-conscious because I'm like, is this is this what you want? No, do it again. Okay, I'll try something. It just yeah. feels so much, it's weird. It feels so much more vulnerable to me to do it on film, which some that. people are like, well, doing it in front of, you know, yeah. two, 300 people yeah. is more vulnerable. I don't know. And I love vulnerability. Yeah. And I just feel like when I can completely immerse myself mm-hmm. in somebody else that mm-hmm. is just like the best escape and the best mm-hmm. um version of myself which does is it why, yeah. feel like a uh, almost like a drug when you perform on mm-hmm. stage where those endorphins that should cause you to just panic and tremble in fear mm-hmm. launch you into too. that <laughs> oh okay it's both, it's both though yeah, yeah. Both, you're right it's, it's kind of like a propellant into yeah. like Oh, yeah. oh, the audience is so sorry I said shit. But like, yeah. you know, like, oh, man, they're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. out there and yeah. don't, my, you know, my, uh, my typical, uh, you know, instead of saying break a leg, my, my brother who I've gotten to perform with before, he always started to say, don't suck. Yeah. Don't fuck up. Yeah. Don't fuck up. And yeah. so that's always, that's kind of like the, oh, don't yeah. suck. Okay, don't fuck up. Okay, let's go do yeah. it. Like, yeah. yeah. So. That's fun. Yeah, so I miss that. Um. So you've been at the FAC for seven years, and you have worked up in Denver uh, a mm-hmm. couple different times. Have you worked outside of Colorado, or I have not. So you've been you've experienced theater through the Colorado lens. Do you mm-hmm. um, would you like to go somewhere else? Do you have like is there a place that you'd like to try even just for a little bit? Like I mean I I know you. And you, I know that you love Colorado and you love living here, so, like, you're not looking to, like, move necessarily mm-hmm. to New York or something like that, but would would you, is there somewhere that you would really enjoy trying, do you think? Yeah, I love traveling. I love new places. Um, and I thought, I thought that I would go to college out of state, and I then I realized that debt was going to be a thing. And I was like, I don't want, I don't Uh want loans. I don't want to do that. And that was really heartbreaking for me because my expectation for myself, you know, 17, 18 years old, when you're branching out into college was like, Oh, of course I'm going to go to New York and then I'm going to be right in New York and Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump right onto a tour Mm -hmm. or a Broadway show or, um, and I also thought about Boston. I thought about Chicago, um, for the same reasons and like to be part of the hub. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I don't want to do that. And I had already been established at the fine arts center at that point working professionally. And so I was like, well, I don't also don't want to give that up. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I've always wanted to be a working actor and I have been since I was 16. So it was like this very diva quality of like, well, I'm not going to take four years off from professional performing, <laughs> like, just to go to school. Um, and so, yeah, so I ended up staying here and um, met my husband, which was a surprise change that I also didn't expect or want. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, he yeah, just sort of snuck in yeah. and stole your heart. Totally <laughs> did, because we both had just, like, gotten out of relationships and we're like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that again. Not for a while. And, um, and I always thought that I'd be a poor, starving artist and lonely artist in some big city somewhere. Mm-hmm. I love cities, because um, I'm a Chicago girl, but... Colorado Springs is a really nice little, it's definitely grown a lot, mm-hmm. so it's not a small town feel, but it's not as crazy as Denver mm-hmm. feels either. Um, what was the question? 
rambling. Uh, Colorado. Okay. Well, Colorado. where would you? It, yeah, is there is there a, or is there like a specific theater or a specific location that you would like an opportunity to work? Anywhere really. Okay. I mean, certainly one of the one of the bigger cities, yeah. but it's also hard because I've thought about yeah. submitting or auditioning, you know, to those places and. My husband and I have talked a lot about it, um, and he's wonderful and supportive, but he's also very much like, I don't want to be away from you, and uh-huh. also I don't want to live there, uh-huh. I don't want to move <laughs> there, and like, I do feel like my home is here, and my yeah. artistic home is here, and, and as long as they keep me working, hopefully for a while, like, yeah. I'm grateful to yeah, have that, yeah, yeah. and so I don't yeah. quite feel as much of an urge as I did even five years ago, yeah. right after I got married, where I was like, well, what do I do now? Now yeah. I'm just stuck here. Um... <laughs> So I go, I go back and forth. Yeah. Some days I'm like, oh man, I really wish that I could go somewhere. Um, but yeah, I think if I, if I had free reign, which I do have free reign over my life, but like if I had less desire to stay, I would definitely, mm-hmm. I, I think Chicago or Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I love New York obviously, but it feels really, really big. Mm-hmm. And also like, I feel like I would be unhappy pretty easily. Yeah. And like having known yeah. so many people who've lived there or come back or, do still live there and they're like oh it's just like a whole nother world versus like I'm familiar with Chicago Boston feels a little bit more Mm -hmm. like that to me um and I fell in love with it when I went out to visit I was like oh this is so nice Mm -hmm. but did that answer yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) this this is a podcast built on just keeping the conversation going yeah yeah so rambling is totally yeah but that's the problem is that I just ramble and then there's a cliff and I'm like (laughs) Yep. What, what was I even talking about? It makes about? it easier remember. to edit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give you a nice long pause. Long pause. <laughs> so, what do you like about the FAC? Like, why does that feel like your home? Ooh, good question. Um, there's a lot of reasons. I mean, uh, they taught me almost everything I know. Their training program was so good, and we got exposed to so many, so many different people, directors, actors, and it's really just become my family, mm-hmm. like my artistic family. And so that's also the tricky thing about theater that I've always struggled with is like in most other businesses, there's a pretty strong mm-hmm. line of like, this is business mm-hmm. and this is personal mm-hmm. and there's a line and you don't cross it. Mm-hmm. Theater completely, you know, meshes mm-hmm. that. Like it's all a gray area. It's not always a gray area, yeah. but it becomes pretty tricky when you're working with directors over and over again or sometimes your director becomes a co like you know your your scene partner and like those things change up so much so I love the relationships and the family that I've built there um I also love the space is just really beautiful it's a 420 seat house which is nice it doesn't feel massive but it also feels a little bit more intimate um I love the education program there, which is fun to be, like, full circle, to have, like, Mm -hmm. gone through it and now be teaching and to have that. um, And there are other artists like that um, there, and so it's nice to to feel like it becomes a family very, Mm -hmm. very quickly. And I think a lot of theater companies have have that. I think I just am lucky to have found mine at such an early age, which has made it, you know, hard to leave. (laughs) Uh, And I, yeah. Um, do you find, especially having worked in Colorado, solely in Colorado, do you find that each of the theaters are very unique and different and like some mesh with your style better than others? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of, a lot of theater companies are, um, I say family centric, but I mean like 
they're into like this is our special little right. world like this is our special building and I think it's interesting that the Fine Arts Center has has that quality because it is so big because it's connected to the college it's connected mm. to the museum mm-hmm. the art school it's like a, such a massive nonprofit situation versus a tinier smaller company like some of the ones that I've worked at in mm-hmm. Denver um and so I, it's always fun for me to, to go to Denver because, one, I tend to know less people. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the fish out of water, which is, like, a really nice feeling because when you've established a family and you're kind of in the same, like, it, with the same casts over and over again. Not the exact same cast, but, like, you know, the usual players. It's fun to, like, go and be, like, the nobody mm-hmm. that people are like, wait, where are you? You live mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs? Like, what, do they even have theater there? <laughs> and you're like, okay, well. Yeah. Um, and it's grown a lot. Like, the yeah. Colorado Springs theater community has grown so much in the last 15 years. Um, but, yeah, I love I love the Denver community, too. But, yeah, it's different. And I tend to, because I've worked at the Fine Arts Center for so long and because we've always followed, like, the actors' equity rules and everything, when, when companies are a little more lax in that way, it's very frustrating to me, and I've mm. had to learn to be like, it's still okay, it's still valid, yeah. we're still creating beautiful art, but also, could we please do it in a timely manner? Yeah. Like, can we please, like, can we please stop wasting Again, also, are you going to pay me for this? Yeah. Like, can you yeah. not, like... Um, so I tend to get... I get to, I, I tend to get a little anal about that. I get very internally frustrated, yeah. and it's not, like, a personal affront of, like, well, I hate that director because they don't follow the time structure, yeah. you know, well, or, um, it, it's more of just like, okay, Carve, just breathe. It's going to be fine. Yeah. We're still creating. Yeah. It's okay. And sometimes it's nice to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, let's hang yeah. out for a little bit. Yeah. Rehearsal's supposed to start eight minutes ago. Whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, have you, you know, since Steph is a stage manager, mm-hmm. have you ever thought about doing more of the behind the scenes stuff with that in mind of, you know, well, can we just kind of stay on schedule for at least two seconds yes you ever thought about like converting or have you converted to that in the past for projects at fac or yeah i've i mean i've worked on the crew a little bit that's definitely not been um my focus but obviously in college you had to do some of that too i love stage managing i took a stage management course in college that i love i love that I love being organized. I'm like a, a huge planner person, and so I love the idea of like planning cues and mm-hmm. doing all of that. So, Sounds familiar. Yeah, so I enjoyed uh, that, and having a lot of friends yeah. who are stage managers, and like I've always, that was something that when I started theater, I didn't even know that that was a thing, um, because when I started doing it at like at church places or little community places, you didn't have a stage manager. It right. Wasn't, right. That wasn't part of the the education at that point. So when I started training professionally, it was like, oh wait, what are you doing? Like, you're writing all that stuff down to the book? Like, what? I want to see. And so it was just something that I latched onto quickly as far as interest goes. Um, And then shortly after I got married, I took a break from acting. That was kind of like part of the deal just to like settle into marriage and um, see how that would go. And so I actually stage managed for the Colorado Springs Philharmonic Orchestra. Oh, that's cool. Which is different than theatrical stage managing because it's music and it's also, a lot of it was much more um, crew oriented. It was like I had to make the diagrams of Mm. where, how many seats we had. If the orchestra was a different size each time, okay, well, and then where did the sections go? And then how do we, how do I connect with a crew of like how many chairs we need and how do we set this up and they have to load the truss and like all of that stuff. So that was a really fun venture for me, but it was also frustrating because I had at that point learned, Mm -hmm. you know, more theatrical stage managing. And so I was like, well, that's not, I don't want to do like the stage design stuff (laughs) and I don't want to do like, you know, lifting things for a living other than trays, you know, at the restaurant. Um, 
but it was still, it was really fun. And it was cool. There were times where, for example, 4th of July, they always would do, like, a live, um, you know, orchestra, and it was cued to fireworks at the mm. end. And so um, the 1812 Overture, there are points where the cannon comes in. And it was really cool because pieces like that were much more of a production base than a concert. Like, mm-hmm. concerts are pretty much like, okay, lights to half, lights out, you know, and yeah. that's all very okay. Lights up and um, microphone on for the for whoever was introducing um, the orchestra and, and stuff like that. So it just wasn't as technical, but, like, when we would do those events for Fourth of July or these more um, pop concerts, even where lights were timed with music, it was really fun to be like, oh, I'm not following the script. I'm literally following the sheet music mm-hmm. and marking cues in that. And oh, so, like, cool. pyro, go, like, calling the fireworks, like, these people lighting That's cannons awesome. in real life and lighting the fireworks to the music yeah. was really, I would say that was the closest that it ever felt to, like, ooh, I'm, like, actually yeah. a stage <laughs> instead of just, like, a glorified stagehand right, who right. has to move things in high heels all the time, which mm-hmm. is fun. That's yeah. funny. That would be awesome, though. Yeah. Like, I want to. It was a great experience. It was really fun. It was. It was. Yeah. But then it was also interesting because you know, just like you have to call shows or light cues Mm -hmm. a little like hair like a half a second in advance so that it hits Mm -hmm. on the music. It's the same thing, but with with the cannons, it was always hard because I'm like, should I call it like a measure? And of course, we didn't get much rehearsal time with live pyro because you know that's expensive. Um, So it was always kind of like. Here goes nothing. I'm gonna call it two beats ahead of time yeah. and hope that it, it you know, times right, with the music right. and you know, sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And, That's funny. But yeah, it was fun because the distance they right. you know, yeah. right. the blocks away yeah. or whatever is so bizarre. Huh. But yeah. I'm actually really I jealous. love stage I know. I really <laughs> like, yeah, I it was it. definitely the cool that was like the most yeah. uh, the most joy that I got yeah. out, of, out of that um, that job. And then I ended up leaving because I was so artistically mm-hmm. starved mm-hmm. um because that's just not i mean it was certainly art that we mm-hmm. were doing and creating mm-hmm. and it was really fun to be part of but it wasn't the same yeah. as performing of and, course not no. yeah and then shortly at that at that time as well i got a teaching job at a school teaching theater and so that was kind of a foray into that yeah. which which i enjoy to a certain degree i don't really love working in a school, I much prefer like what I do, which is a lot of like camps and workshops, very limited time things. Mm-hmm. I love directing shows, um, but I don't really enjoy teaching in a classroom all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never really wanted. Teaching is wonderful, and I really enjoy it. I'm grateful that it's fallen into my lap, and I've been able to do it when I've wanted to. Um, but it's certainly something that I'm like, yeah, I don't want that to be my mm-hmm. full time. I don't want that to be the day job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that being in once was a, a, a dream of yours. Is there any other role that's like a goal for you to get to perform or multiple roles? Yeah, all the roles. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, any yeah, role. right? Um, yeah. No, I mean, uh, as I said earlier, Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. is like, Christine in that is mm-hmm. the dream role. But of course I haven't, well one, you know, Broadway is the only place that you yeah. can perform that, and clearly I have not chosen that that trajectory for my life. Um, uh, so that would be a dream role, but it just doesn't feel realistic, right. and also I haven't mm. trained for it properly. Right, like, right. I still, I could sing it, but it's not like, oh, yeah, you're the obvious yeah, yeah, choice, yeah, 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 you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> but that's really it. I mean, there are certainly works by certain playwrights or composers that yeah. I would love to do. 
Um, as far as straight pieces go, I love Ibsen, I love Chekhov, mm -hmm. so like to do a, a bunch of that canon would be really fun, and I've been grateful enough to do mm -hmm. some of that. Um, and musicals, yeah, I mean, there's just so many. It's yeah. just, it's also hard, because I mean, I'm getting to that point of my age where I'm 29, um, and some people are like, oh, you can still play 23, you yeah, can still do yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. you can still maybe high school, like, you'd be blah, yeah. bright-eyed, and then I'm also like, yeah, but really, like, my soul is like, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're branching into that, you know. You're too cynical oh, to play somebody Yeah, like well, that's for sure, yeah, the cynicism <laughs> is real, um, you know, but that's, I mean, that's something I'm trying, and then who knows how long mm -hmm. all of this is gonna last, and so it's kind yeah. of like, well, if it's another three, five years... Which God, I hope it's not that long. But I'm that's like worst case scenario. I hope I feel, um, but it's one of those like, oh well, what am I going to be cast as or yeah. seen as or um, you know that's tricky. So yeah, any role really. Okay. I mean, I would yeah. love to do once again. That yeah. one I really feel like. Um, again, Christine is like the dream, sure. but I have to kind of be realistic sure, about sure. it. It's yeah, like okay, sure. we can just let's do a concert for. Can I just sing a couple of yeah, the songs? Yeah, like yeah. I'll take that. Um, but once is one that I, I feel like I could still do for a, a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that one is just like, it's so in my soul. The music was very much shaped who I am as mm -hmm. a human, as an artist. Um, and so that, I hope I get to tell yeah. that story again yeah. Yeah. sometime. And that one feels very much like attainable. Yeah. You know, mm. or yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I can hang yeah. on to that one for hopefully, you know, right. five, ten years. Right. What about, um, like, is there a character that does not fit you at all that you would love to like something that's just so out of reach out of bounds it's not your personality you don't feel like it's easily constructed in your persona like mm -hmm. something that you would just dive right into and that you might go a little mad trying to figure out how to portray <laughs> that's a really good question i think it would be really fun i, I can't think of something specific like mm -hmm. i know there are specific ones um you know, I'll think of it over the next yeah, week, and yeah. I'll be like, ah, I have my right. answer now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I I would really love to do some sort of Shakespeare villain. Mm. I really love Shakespeare, mm -hmm. but almost like a gender-bent situation yeah. I think would be really fun. I think, um, yeah, like a villain. I've done some pretty rough female characters mm -hmm. that I love, like Deep Nitty Gritty, yeah, like yeah. I had a gabbler, or like even mm. I did the show Hands on a Hard Body was that last year? Yes. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, she was a pretty rough, like, Texas country girl, and she, like, was really racist, yeah. and, like, all of it. So I really love those kind of nitty-gritty roles, and I'm grateful to have done them alongside of, like, the sweet ingenue, Miss yeah. Honey, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like something like Shakespeare, something really human, but of Ooh. the opposite gender would be really fun. Mm -hmm. I just feel like there are certainly women characters like that that are written. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. I know I've but always, I, yeah. when we've talked about maybe just doing a little thing together with Tracy or something mm -hmm. like that, I've, I haven't found one yet, but I know that, like, if I were to give you a role, I'd want to give you something that would be entirely different than your, your canon, because mm -hmm. I think that you would do really well with it, and it would be mm -hmm. a challenge, and it would be something, yeah, like, uh, I can't think of a... a I mean, I could see, honestly, I think it would be fun to see you be, what's her face in Sweeney Todd? Um, oh, uh, pie. Yeah. Mrs. Lovett. Mrs. Lovett. Yeah, I would know? love to do that. Yeah, yeah that's, what, like that's that, a great, like, or, oh, dream role. That'd be yeah, so fun. But, yeah. like, you, but you are very the classic, 
you know, blonde hair, blue eyed ingenue. Yeah. So it's it's hard to see you in that kind of yeah. a role if you don't know who you are as an actor yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's been yeah. fun to play some of those like Hedda Gabler was right. a great mm-hmm. one that I did in college that yeah. like she's just she's so fierce and she's so nihilistic mm-hmm. and like there's something that very much connects with me on a soul level about those characters but again it's one of those of like oh but you play some you play nice so yeah. well yeah. Like, <laughs> like okay I guess I'll do that but when I get to play those pretty terrible ones it's really yeah it's really um really fun but <laughs> but yeah um I mean I you know we've been talking about COVID a lot and how it's ruined everyone's lives um and you know uh, what are your thoughts on when you think things are going to reopen and how you think it's going to change what the norm was and, mm-hmm. you know, like, if, is there any kind of plan in place of, like, if this really isn't something we get to do again for a long time, like, what do you think you might have to shift in your life? I don't know. It's a terrible Ooh. question to ask, but yeah. the one a lot of us are thinking. Yeah, for <laughs> Well, I... Yeah, I guess I would say I love waiting tables. Mm-hmm. I know it's cliche, and sometimes I hate waiting sure. tables. Oh, okay. Um, I was about to say. Are, no, I, sometimes. Where I are you going with this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, but I, I guess when I where where I was going, it's like, it's almost like a non-answer to your mm-hmm. question. But it's kind of like the well, what I don't want to do is wait tables the whole time, right? Mm. Um, because I feel like if it goes on long enough, um. Waiting tables, I love it because I'm on my feet. Mm-hmm. It's very flexible with my with my teaching schedule, mm-hmm. my my acting schedule, oh, yeah. all of that. But right now, when it's kind of like, well, you don't have a a reason to have the nights and the weekends off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great to have that off for the first time, but like, um, I maybe some sort of other skill or a different mm-hmm. career day job would mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah, I don't know how well I would do with a typical nine to five, yeah. nine to six, because I've never had that, and I, yeah, as an artist, I'm too much like. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah. Oh, there's so many, so many different things to do, and I love that about um, mm-hmm. the job and how it's just like, oh yeah, I'll teach for a little bit. Oh yeah, I'll wait tables for a little bit. Eh, I'll take a break. Oh no, I'm gonna do this show for however long. Or right. oh, this is just like a two day thing. Or um, so maybe something like that, like finding a different mm-hmm. skill set. It's hard. To is think there? About doing it's funny, that. you know. You said in the beginning that you had, you've always known you wanted to be a performer. So like is there any kind of interest that is not even in that world, that realm, like, mm-hmm. that you would be curious to pursue, mm-hmm. like, you actually want to be a marine biologist or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, but if you know, like, yeah. I li- that's the thing, like, people think I'm joking when I'm like, I literally can't do any. I'm literally yeah. not good at anything else. Oh, I don't, I my feeling. brain doesn't work that yeah. way. Um, I'm not saying that it couldn't, obviously yeah. I could learn, but, like, my my passion just doesn't follow yep. suit. Um, I will say that some another thing that I've been trying to, um, I was telling Stephanie this earlier, like that the something that has become a little more creative to me is that my husband and I bought a house a year ago, um, and I'm finally now a year in being like, okay, it's time to paint, it's time to paint ah. the walls, it's time to update <laughs> these things, it's time to like clear out the the weeds in the garden bed and like plant a garden, like homesteading is something that I've never, or like being domestic yeah. is something yeah. that I never wanted or expected for my life um and I'm so grateful to have an amazing husband and like that is something that's been great about quarantine is like we've had more time together than we've ever had Mm -hmm. um but now it's kind of like 
okay, well, I guess if I'm not doing anything else, I might as well improve the space. So, like, I've been looking a lot at, like, interior design things. Mm -hmm. and like So maybe something yeah, like that. I totally. love planning. Yeah. So something, you know. I'm also very organized. I try to be very organized. <laughs> um, but, like, honestly, the idea of, like, being a receptionist is fun to sure, me. Sure, sure. Uh, so something pretty mundane yeah. like that. But yeah. no, I don't have grand aspirations yeah. for like, I'm going to learn a whole, and I yeah. get a whole different degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just no, yeah. there's just no way. And I am very grateful to have had the opportunity now to teach virtually sure. because I feel like that is um, a skill that I can keep honing and mm -hmm. keep learning. Um, and obviously it depends on who you're teaching and what you're teaching. And, um, but that's, that's been a, a, a nice challenge mm -hmm. to have that also mm -hmm. feels like a creative venture and like, okay, well, how do I translate what we do on stage into a screen mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. still teach them um, the basics of like, thank you places, mm -hmm. thank you five mm -hmm. and all of that, even though you don't do that, you don't use that yeah. online or yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Did I answer? I don't you think did. I answered yeah, it. You did. <laughs> you yeah. dodged Absolutely the question not. pretty I, well. I answered it. Um, I think there's so many, many other people in the same position who would answer the exact same way, yeah. you know, because you've, you know, you're, you're 29, you've, it's not too young, it's not too old, it's like, it's getting into the yeah, middle so of, okay, we've decided what we want to do, Yeah. this happens, shit, yeah. what do we do now, yeah. you know, if it happened, well, I guess it has happened so many times yeah. in the last yeah, couple yeah, hundred yeah. years, but, like, you would have to yeah, go right. and do something trade-based if mm -hmm. this didn't work out, right. luckily, you can work remote jobs, yeah. you're doing the teaching thing, yeah. so... There's options, and you can even start a little business for the right. homesteading thing. If you oh, want to. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. People need that. We have a lot of really true. crappy homes over here. <laughs> need some help. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I've thought about doing maybe online private lessons, yeah. you know, voice or acting, coaching. I've oh, done a couple of those, though. Like, I've had some students, former students, reach out and be like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm prepping for a monologue thing. Can you you know, coach me on, right. and I love doing stuff, mm -hmm. I love directing, um, and things like that, so that would be, yeah, that would be fun, but again, oh, yeah. it's just hard to, yeah, it's hard to imagine my life without some sort of performative right. element, or, right, right, um, you know, and I, I also am not so, would you teach piano? Um, I could teach beginner piano. Yeah. I wouldn't feel... I would have to brush up a lot yeah, on my yeah. technique <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. like, oh, but like I could teach you the basics of piano. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't know. There's so many things. Yeah. And my hope... You know, obviously, I, I said, I was like, well, who knows how long this is going to last. Like, I obviously hope that it doesn't, but I'm trying to be realistic mm -hmm. at the same time. And also just not get my hopes up mm -hmm. for two... You know, right now we're looking at a year at least. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's pretty obvious. Um, and that feels like best case, right. unless there's a miraculous thing right. that happens right. in the next right. two months, three months. <laughs> uh, which, let's be real, I don't think that yeah. it's going to be a miracle. No. I think if you ask Santa a... right now, yeah. you can work hard for it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Maybe it'll happen. And maybe yeah. it'll happen. Because but... originally I had thought that, oh, well, in, in November, mm. we're going to know there will be a turnaround of some sort. Yeah, Either, yeah, like, yeah. there will be a clear answer of, you know, and this was this was months ago when I was like, people are canceling things through March? Like, what? That's too soon, you know? This was like, in June or July. I was like, March? Really? What are you talking? And now it's like, June. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, ah. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like November is going to be any more helpful. No. Than, yeah. Yeah. And that's a, a shift in perspective. Again, like, this whole time has been, like, yeah. a shift in 
perspective because I was in a show, we had a read through, and the next night we were out of jobs. Yeah. And the whole show, and they were like, well, we're going to postpone it a year, but we're hoping to do our May production. Mm. Well, then May got canceled. And I was like, well, hopefully it'll be fall. Nope, it's not going to be fall. Maybe Christmas. No, clearly Christmas. And yeah. so, like, just the, yeah. the constant shift in perspective, yeah. I think, has been something of a growing thing. Which some days I'm like, no, I'm not growing. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Some, And then other times I'm like, wow, I'm just learning to, like, mm-hmm. take it day by day. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. um, but that's the thing. When you're doing shows, I'm totally rambling now. This doesn't no, have anything to do with anything. But, like, that... Which shows it's always like, well, what's the next thing? Right. Like, literally, I will get a call, your cast is this, great, okay, now what's the next audition? Like, who else is casting? Great, I have that booked for the next three months, and then what happens yeah. now? And so for that to all be gone, it was just, like, heartbreaking, surreal, mm-hmm. but also I'm like, okay, wow, I've never had so much yeah. free time. I've yeah. literally yeah. never had so much free time. Yeah. Um, which was really difficult to adjust to, yeah. but it's also like, oh, it was a gift. Like I get to, see, I've seen mm-hmm. or talked to you more than mm-hmm. we probably would have. Mm-hmm. Um, you if know, we were both working all the if time, we were both yeah. working all the time, yep. yeah. Yep. And certain friendships, like in the spring, yeah. that it's like, oh yeah, we, we we would not have become such close friends if this hadn't yeah, happened right. because we would have been, you would have been in New York mm-hmm. or you would have been traveling or mm-hmm. I would have just been too crazy doing three four jobs mm-hmm. at a time <laughs> to you know, I don't know. And I miss that sometimes, yeah. you know, I miss totally. the, I miss being booked for 15 hours yeah. a day, but yeah. then sometimes I'm like, oh, literally, I don't have to change out of yeah. my PJs today, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just worked a full shift at Red Lobster, yeah. and I'm gonna go home, Yeah. cool, we're just gonna relax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is, like, the worst thing about acting or or what's the worst experience you've had or what is something like is a memory of yours that was like terrible at the time but is a funny story now or I, I mean or even just because you have to work at Red Lobster and the shrimp days are like your nightmare <laughs> I forgot about that let's go to Red Lobster yeah, for no. lunch every time it's only on Mondays only damn on Mondays. it <laughs> I'm writing a complaint tomorrow we're going tomorrow Tyler <laughs> in the shrimp nights um what was the, what's the worst what, story or, I mean, acting. or if you have, like, the best, like, something that's, like, either your favorite story or your least, like, your, your, because of something wonderful that happened or your favorite story because of how ridiculous and stupid. Um, saying yes to things that you really know that you shouldn't, mm-hmm. um, and that is the actor's plight is mm-hmm. like but it's a gig but yeah. it's a job and even if it doesn't pay it's ex- this could be the break right. even though it's free like yeah. um that kind of thing and i as i mentioned earlier i'm kind of a diva i'm kind of a stickler and because i started acting professionally when i was 16 yeah. i feel like that was that was all i knew like my first real theatrical experience was in a professional theater and so that's where i was like yeah all theater is this way right so then branching out into more less into less professional um companies which are, have their place absolutely yeah. like um but that was a that was a struggle for me and so i remember 
taking, uh, doing a favor for a friend. And not even a favor. It was like, oh, I love you, man. Like, we're, we went to college together, yeah, like, yeah. or whatever. We did some show together and then saying yes to, like, a really poor production uh, um, where I was the lead. And so I was like, well, okay, well, I'm playing the lead, so, you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, but just so much work, so many lines yep. to memorize, and just, like, Hardly anybody coming to see the show. Oh, no. The show has gone nowhere. The most frustrating, like, production process. Because I'm a huge process fan. Yeah. I almost love pr the process more than production. I yes. love the going to rehearse. I love tech. I love when you start seeing all the things, like, fall together. And obviously, performance is, like, the drug. But, like, I love yeah. the community and the relationships and the process. Um, and that's very important to me. So when the process is not respected mm -hmm. or it's less, like... Yeah, we're just gonna laze around for a little bit and like, yeah, it's seven thirty. Uh, okay, I guess like, what do you guys want to? What page do you guys want to start on? What do you guys want to? It's like, no, you're the fucking yeah, director. Yeah, like, do you, yeah. have a plan. Like, the lack of professionalism is, I think, the ah. the thing that always gets yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I certainly like. There are also times where I've had amazing shows and like things go wrong or mm -hmm. like the process is rough because. Mm -hmm. Some something happened, you know, that something happens on the tech side of things that mm -hmm. some, some, something falls through, somebody gets fired, somebody leaves, somebody ditches, or an actor gets hurt, mm -hmm. or like those are just rough bumps that you kind of deal right, with, right. and um, yeah, it's I mean, it's I feel I feel uh torn to answer the question without naming specifics, oh, sure, you know sure, what sure, I mean? Yeah. Because, and because it's like, hi, I'm the course. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. narrow this down. Yeah, Can you, you guess know, the I name? I certainly don't want to, because there's obviously good right. things that came yeah. from that, too. Right. The learning experiences. Um, but I think that's fair. I mean, I think, like, and I, every, any listener who's done this before knows exactly what you're talking oh, yeah. about. Yeah. Has had that experience. We all have so. that. Um, yeah. And it certainly, again, I wouldn't, like, do I regret it? Maybe, but did it ruin my <laughs> life? No. Like, did it really hold me back a whole lot? No. Uh, and, yeah. It's a, it's a tricky thing. I remember, I've had a couple of times where I've been offered things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, a couple of years ago, I had, somebody called me and said, hey, we're going to put this show in our season, but we really want you to do it. Like, we want to mm -hmm. make sure you do it. But this was, like, nine months in advance. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not, wow. it was a non-paid mm -hmm. gig. And I was like, I'm not willing to commit to that mm -hmm. yeah. right now. Like, I'll let you know, but, like, that's just a lot to ask that's, for. Like, yeah. again, this is a... I think that's the thing that's hard as an artist to advocate for yourself of like, no, 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 this is my craft. This is my skill. Mm -hmm. I trained for this. I paid money for this. So you need to validate that. Yeah. Oh, and I'm not yeah. saying that there isn't a place for non-paid work because I have some great experiences of not being paid and like amazing shows and amazing people that I would work with again. But this was one of those where I was like, I really want to work with these people. I want to do this show. And I I know that I will be taken care of in it. Like, it won't be a very frustrating process. But then I got a show at the Fine Arts Center yeah. that was a chorus role. And I took the chorus role mm -hmm. because I was like, one, it's paid, yes. But also, it was hard because I'm yep. in my home theater. Yep. But it was also like, on a resume, that's going to hopefully gonna do better out. things for me. Um, yeah. And... Uh, you also, a court, this is a thing too that I wish actors, and I think a lot of actors do, and they have learned that, like, I've made most of my career on chorus roles, mm -hmm. but I've learned so much more that way because I'm playing five mm -hmm. different tracks in the show. I'm playing five different characters, mm -hmm. um, and 
no, maybe people don't know who I am, but right. I've learned how to use my craft right. in that way, and I've become more versatile that way right. than just being like, I'm only taking a lead role. Right. And that was a really tricky situation and I was heartbroken I was heartbroken to tell them no I'm sorry I'm taking this other yeah this other gig yeah. and I really wish and it was nothing against them yeah. it was like dude if you could just like hold off for two months yeah, and I'm yeah, not yeah, booked, yeah totally or like um you know I'd still I'd be willing to do yeah I was willing to do it but it was just yeah when another thing presents itself learning to prioritize I think Absolutely. those yeah. things is really difficult yeah. um as artists yeah you know in general. That was a random tangent. No, Sorry. No, that was answered the question. I think that really dials into, you know, advice given to especially performers when it comes to mm-hmm. a friend offers you something nine months in advance unpaid, keep it in your back pocket. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. with with the yeah, course. I didn't game, say no, I just thank you so much and yeah. like, hopefully hopefully it'll work out. Yeah, exactly. I, would, I hope that it does. And also and also if something else comes up you know yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a struggle. My poor husband. I mean, God knows how many times. It's like uncountable the the number of times where I'm like, um, Steven, <laughs> so like I had this offer, but also so and so talked to me about his part, and like I really want to do that, but he and I'm like, which one should I do? Which one? And he's like, Harvey, you have to go with your gut, or yeah. he's like, yeah. you have to take the paid one. Like you have to, and I, I, that isn't always the answer. Obviously, right. The right. That is not always the answer. But sometimes it is. <laughs> and again, that's just what I've committed to is like, no, I want to be a working actor and mm-hmm. I want to be, um, not like, I want to be respected in my field. But like, <laughs> I, you know, I take my, I, I have to take myself seriously, otherwise yeah. other people won't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to walk that line of like, no, I'm dedicated and I'm professional and also I'm a diva. So sorry, like, I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a bitch, but like, right, right, you know, right. um. This is the package, so you right. have to pay for the package. Like, right. so <laughs> no, no. you know what I mean. That's, that's going that, on that, a that tricky thing of like, but I also want to work. Like, I want right. to do so many roles, and yeah. would I do them for right. free? Absolutely. Right. Especially right now, yeah. in COVID time, right? like, yeah. this is the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, CDs, <laughs> listen up. Yeah. Carmen would like to be cast. I would like to be cast, please. You can pay her in almond joys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coffee. Oh. Yeah. All those things. That's funny. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, is your your husband in the arts as well? He is not. Oh, no, okay. he is not. Uh, not. He barely comes to see you in your. Show. He barely <laughs> comes to see me in my. No, that's he sees every show, yes. but he is not. Theater is not his art form. He has. Oh, okay. It does not speak to him. It does not. Um, it doesn't suit his fancy, and that yeah. is something that was like really difficult. Um, oh, and is also a struggle for artists. Is yeah. like, well, do I date somebody who's in the arts, yeah. that can be really tricky yeah. because you can be in competition, you yeah. can be, mm-hmm. your schedules can be so similar that you never see each other or so different that you never see each other. Yeah. Um, and for me, I mean, I certainly never expected to fall in love with someone who was not artistic mm-hmm. um, and someone who even was like, <laughs> I love you despite the fact <laughs> that you, um, and that sounds yeah. like so harsh sure. and, and hurtful, but like you've yes. met my husband, I, he's the he most loving, he loves yeah. me more than anybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, and yes, despite that fact, but he's also learned a lot and grown mm-hmm. a lot. But I mean, yeah, he was like, I don't know if I can marry an actor. I don't know if mm-hmm. I can do that. Especially again, when we were, we've been together for 10 years now. And wow. so that, you know, we met when I was in college and I was like, well, I'm only here. And I met him getting my first serving job. Mm-hmm. He was my trainer. And I was like, he didn't know this and I didn't tell them at the time, but it was literally just a summer 
job because then I was going to Boulder for college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was in the co- it was in Colorado Springs, and so I was only going to work there for like two months, and um, and then I went to Boulder and I transferred and everything. But uh, it it was hard. It was hard. But there was also something so alluring about yeah. him because mm-hmm. he wasn't into it and he was so like, oh, that's interesting. But he also wasn't, this is the great thing about Steven is that he's not easily romanticized by it. Mm-hmm. You know, you meet some people Ooh, who okay. aren't artistic and they're like, oh, you're an actor? Right, that is so right, cool. Yeah, oh my God. Like that right, is like yeah. the most amazing yeah. thing and everything. And he's like, huh, that's kind of like, that's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, and that, but he also like, you know, I was doing it professionally. Yeah. And so once he saw me perform, he was like, oh wow. Like that's actually like, I respect that. I can mm-hmm. see the work that you're putting into it. Mm-hmm. I can see. Um, but again, it just doesn't film speak so much more to him. He mm. loves film, but theater, he does not enjoy the live aspect of it. He thinks the shows are too long. He also doesn't understand oh, why awesome. people break out into songs. Like, he's like, that's just so ridiculous. Like, uh, and he's got a point, you know what I mean? And so uh, there are certain times where people are just appalled of like, what do you mean? He just, honestly, he comes, he usually comes to preview night of the yeah. show Okay, cool. and doesn't see the actual show like yeah. sometimes I'm like oh I really you know preview went terribly yeah, yeah. I wish that you hadn't seen that can you come back and like he saw Matilda twice oh really I think he saw Matilda twice um and that was the first like one of the first times that he's seen a show multiple yeah times. versus my parents are like we're gonna come as many times yep. as we can, every yeah. show as, many times as we can perform and they yeah. just love that and they are artists yeah. and so um but yeah learning that thing but I have a lot of people you know and stuff we yeah. were talking about this earlier people who've gotten to know him because he also doesn't buy into like the cast parties yeah, and the socialization yeah. Ah, yeah, because he's yeah. like I just don't connect with those people and he's happy to be social and yeah. um, you know pleasant with people mm-hmm. and try to connect with them but he's also learning he's like that's your world like that's yeah. your thing mm-hmm. and this is my thing mm-hmm. um, and so people who get to know him like Stephanie they're like it's really cool how we're both very independent mm-hmm. in our ways but we're also very supportive of each other, Absolutely. but that support looks different than even my parents' marriage, mm-hmm. which is like they do everything together, mm-hmm. every single, like, if my mom has a piano thing, my dad is there in the front row all the time, like, that's which awesome. is beautiful, yeah. but that's also not, that's just not uh, who yeah, we yeah, are, yeah, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that he loves me less or yeah. supports my art less, that's just, yeah. his best way of showing support is giving me the space to do it, right. yeah. and that was something that and the first couple of years of our relationship and our marriage was really hard for me because, again, I thought, well, you're going to come to every cast party. Yeah, you're going to yeah. come to every opening night. Yeah, you're not, he's never at off. opening night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I've learned now to be like, oh, great, opening yeah, night yeah. is so right. fun. Yeah. I don't have, like, he'll go to bed and yeah. I'll come home at whatever time. Like, um, So, to you know, that's a, that's a gift. And, yeah. of course, not everyone has that, and yeah. that's a struggle among artists who are married or not. Like, relationships are obviously so difficult, but... I will say that for me, I'm so grateful that I married someone who's not in the industry. And he's um, hot, so it's And extra. he's hot. He's my hot husband, yeah. That was my next um, question. Is this hot. man attractive? Yeah. Is he worth he's it? He's my hot physically? husband, yes. He's everything. He really is. Like, he's I, he's a gem. And um, and again, for some people, they I think some people who don't know us super mm-hmm. well, they're like, that's weird. Like, what? Oh, How yeah. did that work out? We're so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, you know, where it matters, we, yeah. we connect and we really, yeah. um, yeah, support each other. And independence is one of those weird things yeah. in relationships. Yeah. Of like, you each have to be independent. Yeah. And also, how do you... Lift the other one lift up. Lift the other yeah. one up and connect on certain things. And that was, there were times where I was like, well, if he doesn't, 
if he doesn't love my art, then how am I ever going to connect? Like, yeah. how that's the most important thing to me. Right. And then it's, instead, it's like, oh, no, how do we, yeah, how do we, uh, how are we as people? And he has mm-hmm. helped me become a better person mm-hmm. outside of my art, mm-hmm. um, which is something, like, mm-hmm. not that not that I separate myself in that way, but, like, um, yeah, he just makes me a better person. Most of the time, unless I'm just like, no, I don't want to be a better person. <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you married me. Yeah. This is what yeah, you get. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. That's, yeah. honestly, that's that's beautiful to yeah. hear. You know, because I think especially for somebody who is 18 or 19, they're yeah. dating somebody who's not yeah. affiliated mm-hmm. or super affiliated. Like, again, go with what might scare you a yeah, little bit yeah. in a safe way. Yes. In a safe way. In a safe yes. way. <laughs> I know I was um, um, telling Carmen about how it's fun because, you know, Patrice is not a theater or film person or, oh, all God, or no. whatever. And also how she's got her two-year rule um, for oh, dating yeah. anyone uh, before she gets married, but she keeps extending when the start date yeah. of the two years. And I'm like, funny. Tyler, you guys are never getting it's, married. It's gone from like two years to two and a half years. <laughs> And then it goes to two and a half years every morning she has her coffee from that day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's this weird tenant relationship. Yeah. And and honestly, it's the best one I've had yeah. because she's not, yeah. you know, she's interested because mm-hmm. she doesn't know a whole lot about it, but she's not going to sit like in every, thankfully, every self-tape I yeah. have. Sure. Because you get really nervous when that person mm-hmm. you love yeah. and you care about is right there. Yeah, like, if your yeah, husband yeah. was at every show... How, how many yeah. times would you flub a line and then go in the back and just start cussing yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, and to each his own, you know, yeah. we yeah. all know married artists who are yep. both, oh, God, yeah. um, you know, in their own way, and I, like I said, I did not expect this mm-hmm. for my life, but mm-hmm. I'm so, so grateful, and, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing, it's yeah. a tricky thing to navigate, but overall, I think it's been, it's been good for me, and I think, too, just who I am as a person, mentally emotionally mm-hmm. all of that to have him as a stable <laughs> he's very stable and obvi- as an artist i am not yeah. um and in all the ways and so i think that's also where i'm really grateful because he can you know he's he's empathetic and he's mm-hmm. learned to like learn the world and learn how frustrating it is but he doesn't get pulled down into mm-hmm. it and he's not so. as invested in it so he's always a mm-hmm. a solid rock and another voice of reason mm-hmm. that i'm grateful to have, which sometimes is also really difficult because when I'm torn between shows or I really want to work with this person or like, it's my dream. Like he can be very reasonable or, you know, we talked about traveling earlier. Like, mm-hmm. again, that was a, it's been a, con- it's been a conflict, not like fighting about it, but it's been like, there was a long time where I was like, I really kind of want to go out of state and like yeah. do a tour or do like a stint somewhere else. And he's like, but we're married. Like, I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be with you too. And also I want to yeah. be gone for three months. You know what I mean? And so that there's a compromise that has happened there. And like, it doesn't mean that desire is gone. And it's also not him saying, no, you can't do that. Right, right. He's also just like very honest. He's the most honest person that I know, um, which sometimes is really difficult because he's just blunt about, Super, yeah. no, I'm not okay with that. Or I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to... And he's still like, you're your own person. You right. can do that, but I will not pretend that I'm happy, <laughs> happy with you. Yeah, this. oh yeah. Um, and that's like frustrating, but it's also, I would take that honesty over someone sure. who's like, yeah, yeah, I support you, okay. And then they're like, the fuck? you're the one who fucking yeah. left yep. me. You yeah, know, that yeah. kind of a situation. Yeah. yeah, which I think happens sometimes with artists and yeah. rightfully uh-huh. so. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how I would deal with someone who is in the business asking me, asking that yeah. of me. Like, um... So yeah, we I think we help each other see 
the perspective. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we touched on it a little bit before, but as far as you're talking about navigating, where where do you want to be in the next, let's say, two years? Mm. You know, in a in a perfect world with this shit, you know, being dealt with, maybe a vaccine being available mm-hmm. and we're able to actually go out and do stuff more. Would you consider taking that chance and being gone for a few months on a tour or, or mm. where would you have, have things changed since COVID hit now that there's like a new perspective? Mm. That's a good question. I, I would say that I, I feel like I've come to terms with the fact that I may not travel mm. uh, before COVID. I think mm-hmm. that would like, we bought a house last year and not that that was the end all be all, but it was kind of like, okay, this is my priority and we chose mm-hmm. this together. Yeah. Again, it was never just a him forcing the way. Like, it's always been a very mutual decision, uh, both of our decisions. And so I feel like that was, it's always something I think about, but I don't feel like it's one of those, like, I think I should ask again or I'm feeling the itch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, but maybe if things would open up. I would consider that a little bit more for now that I would say that that isn't, I would just like, I just miss my old schedule. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that sounds pathetic to be like, I just wanted to go back the way that it was because it wasn't perfect. Yeah. And of course it, there's, I'm sure that going back into it, like if everything started back to normal tomorrow, I would be completely overwhelmed with yeah. what I used to do, which yeah. is like go to some class in the morning, go to work all day, then go to a costume fitting, right. then rehearse until 11 o'clock. And just like the, the, the crazy grind um but i but also i'm like that sounds great that mm-hmm. sounds like let's yeah. just go back to <laughs> to the way it was but i would say i think uh, within two years i think uh if things are going back to normal i would like to think that this time has given me more perspective of like it's been really nice to have the nights and weekends with my husband mm-hmm. we've yeah. never had so much time together um and so to not lose that to not um, and it doesn't mean that we have to have nights and weekends together, obviously, all the time if theater comes back, but to still find those times of, like, yeah. intentionality mm-hmm. um, to be together, which, of course, we would do in normal times, too, but um, I think there would be a little bit more um, reminiscing mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. oh, remember mm-hmm. those times, like, mm-hmm. quarantine, because he was out of, not out of work, but they worked from home for a month, and so oh. we were just home together all the time. <laughs> uh, and it was funny, we, we joke about um, how nice that was, mm-hmm. but also how it was, like, Okay, well, then we suddenly would have dinner together, and we'd have nothing to say yeah. to each other, because it's like, well, how was your day? Well, you were with me all yeah. day. Well, you know exactly how my day yeah. went, um, and things like that. So it's those kind of things that, it's like, I don't want to take that for granted when things go back yeah. mm-hmm. um, to normal, but but maybe if I could personally find some better balance and, like, mm-hmm. routine, because that was always something I've struggled with just because every job is different and every you know schedule and every show is different that would you rather be able to like if if you're like if COVID hadn't happened and your trajectory had just been left unchanged and you you know we were like Mm. is the goal to not have to keep working at Red Lobster because you're acting Mm. enough that like you don't need that supplemental or do you kind of like doing being it because you can stay local and you have the fac and whatever that you're okay with being a waiter yes to both yes to both things because the the ideally i wish that which won't happen Mm -hmm. but it's like oh ideally i wish that colorado springs or colorado that i worked enough that it would be a full-time job 
Um, and of course, if I chose to join the Actors Equity Union, that may be a possibility, right. but also I don't feel like that's a huge possibility, which is why I haven't joined. Um, but there, so it's like, yeah, ideally I would love to act full time. That would be so great, but let's be real. That's, it's not going to happen here in Colorado. Right, there are a few right. people who make it work. Um, but even they, they, mm-hmm. subs, they what supplement, it, supplement yeah. that's yeah. the one, um, they supplement with teaching work yeah. or f- commercial work or things yeah. like that. And not that I'm opposed to that. Um, but I also love how, uh, waiting tables, Red Lobster, it's just, it's so, um, muscle memory to me. I don't, it doesn't mm-hmm. take any brain effort oh, yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, it's active, which I love, but it's like, I, it's not hard. It's difficult work, but it's, uh, it's so just muscle memory mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like, oh, okay, what do you mm-hmm. know? There's, there is an element of like, what's today going to bring? I yeah. don't know, but, um, but it feels like, well, it's fine. I know how to do that. Like whether I'm taking three tables or I'm taking seven, I know how to do that. So Can it's you hard. Tell us like the worst waiting story you have. If you have a quick one Blah. or like you're, 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 these are the kind of customers I hate. <laughs> I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy guests who don't say hello to you, mm. who don't bother to learn your name. Yep. Um, obviously people being rude and not saying please and thank you is just like, what, why, (laughs) why don't you have the self-awareness to do that? Have you never been out in your life? Um, I would say people who are entitled are my least favorite. So people who just, well, why don't you have this? Yeah. Because I didn't create the menu. They don't, you know what I, and especially in COVID now in COVID times, because We've limited our menu because we have limited, there's a limited chain supply because of COVID, yeah. which the first, when we reopened the dining room, people were like, oh, it's okay. I understand. You don't have a garden salad. Yeah. I understand. It's fine. It's fine. We're just happy to be yeah. out. And now people are like, why don't you have, why can't you just go down the street and get some? Like, why can't you go down the street and get lettuce or Jesus. like, sal- you know, or like tomatoes? Yeah. Um, because that's not how a restaurant yeah. works. Yeah. Like, the, there's no budget for that. Yeah. Why are you so entitled? Yeah. Why can't you just eat a garden salad at home? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. I Why mean, are you God, coming to Red Lobster don't. for a garden <laughs> salad? Don't. You'd be surprised. It was a good garden salad. Mm. God, I hope I don't get fired for this shit. It's fine. I don't think I will. Um, but entitlement is one of those things that really, that really, um, that really bothers yeah. me. Yeah. And, uh, there's, uh. There's a guest that comes in. So, you know, Red Lobster does free cheddar bee biscuits. Mm-hmm. Um, I say free. It's with the purchase of right, thing. But right. you can also come in and order a drink and you'll get biscuits. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Not by company policy, but that's what we'll do because that's my job. Um, but we have a, I have a, a, there's a regular at my restaurant who, um, he, d- he can't eat the biscuits or whatever. And so he demands that he needs something free to substitute that already free thing. <laughs> So he, he asked for a baked potato in substitute of, uh-huh. which isn't the biggest deal, but I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not what the, again, not yep. what the budget is. He yep. gets like an appetizer oh and instead of the biscuits, he gets, but again, it's one of those, he, the first time that I served him, I was like, no, sir, I'm so sorry. I don't like, that's not really how I, he's like, well, you need, what do you mean? Like, I'm the customer. You have to go talk to your manager oh about that. And of course God. now it's just, yep. you just don't ask yep. because I'm just like, well, I don't want to deal with him being an asshole to me. Yeah. So yep. I'm just gonna Here's your bend potato. over backwards yeah. but I think that's a frustrating thing about uh and it's an interesting shift in the culture and also I'm a bitter you know I've been serving waiting tables for 10 years so mm-hmm. it's like I get over um again the entitlement but like um that idea that the customer is always right mm-hmm. is a very tricky line I yeah. think yeah. that if you've worked in the service industry I just wish that every single person 
could work in a restaurant for one day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Literally one day, a, an eight-hour shift, mm-hmm. because that's the point of, like, oh, my God, I'm so tired, and I worked a 12-hour shift mm-hmm. before, but, like, to work a full day, we get the full scope of the business mm-hmm. flow, um, because you just learn so much about people yeah. and presenting yourself and them presenting themselves and how do you yeah. deal with it. And it's tricky, because, yes, the customer should always be right. That's so nice, but that doesn't mean that you can come in and demand free shit. Yeah. With that, it costs something yeah. to make that. Yeah. Like, in what world do you live in that you think that is free? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I share your passion. Thing. I share your so. passion. That's why I, I couldn't do it anymore, especially after COVID. Yes. And I unofficially retired so I can find something else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because even after COVID, there was that two week time where they got out and they were very thankful. They were yes. grateful. And then they turn into little assholes yep. and they start demanding shit, yep. free shit that doesn't make any sense. Yep. But honestly, like the, the one day thing, even if it's like three weeks, treat it like mandatory military service yeah. from other countries. You right. need to wait at uh-huh. either you need to work at a Wendy's in the yes. drive-thru yes. Oh, or you man. need to serve at a Red Lobster or a uh, Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Oh. That would yes. be, yes, because that's that like that the trenches. clientele is another yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and clientele is different at every restaurant, right. which makes a difference as well. Oh but, yeah, um, but yeah, I think, um, <laughs> and I think I think I've told you, Stephanie, like what I'm grateful to have the serving job. I'm yeah. so grateful mm-hmm. that I've had that, and again, I love being on my feet. It's nice to interact with people for the most part. Some people are amazing, um, and it's easy to me at this point. Some days are the worst and the hardest, but I think what's hard is that I found myself getting more burnt out because I don't have my creative outlet, yeah. and I I. I say this to people and they're like, what? But it's that, like, I have to be myself all the time. And yes, people are like, well, serving is like acting. I'm like, yeah, kind of. Like, I put on this personality, but it's not like I can go in and be like, hi, I'm from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, you know, I can't, you can't lie that way. Sometimes, trust me, I've thought about it. But I have enough regulars that they'd be like, what are you doing? That's not who you are. She's um, broken. Totally. Um, And so that's the... That's the hard thing is that, like, I miss yeah. getting to turn myself off and becoming somebody else completely yeah, because right. there's no outlet like that. And, yes, mm-hmm. I can play the piano all day long mm-hmm. and get lost in that, which I'm so grateful for, but, like, uh, it's just not the mm-hmm. it's yeah. just not the same. Mm-hmm. And I found myself more, especially when we reopened the dining room and I was working 40 hours a week at the restaurant, which I've never done because it's yeah. always been 25, 30 hours because the theater has taken up the other the, you know, the rest of the, the week. Um, and I remember saying to a friend, I was like, why am I so tired? I'm only working the restaurant like five, six hours a day, maybe yeah. a double here and there. Um, but like, why am I so exhausted? I used to do 18 hour days mm-hmm. of like, again, teaching in the morning, going to the restaurant, teaching in the afternoon, going to the theater, like all the different jobs over the years. But this is like so much more exhausting. And she's like, it's because you don't have yeah. your other work, mm-hmm. which yes, theater is work, but it's also the most fulfilling mm-hmm. outlet in the world. And so it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway, well, that. sorry, no, that, no, I, there's so many out there that are clapping their hands right yeah. now. Just, <laughs> just listening to that. Now we're, we're running a little bit lower on time. Uh, but I did want to ask you, is there anything you wanted to plug, uh, you know, Hello. yourself outside of red lobster and, <laughs> and the cheddar, cheddar biscuits? Yeah, I'm not uh, promoting Red Lobster. No, no <laughs> Red Lobster. Thanks for the job, but um, no. Um, I would say that obviously anywhere that you can support live theater, do it. Even in these crazy times, um, 
because artists need it, you know, mm-hmm. like we just, uh, and even if it's a free donation based mm-hmm. kind of thing, like artists need the audience and that's the thing. It's like, I struggle with, if somebody would offer me something right now, would I do it? Knowing that it would be a half of a house, socially distant, I wouldn't be able to be with my castmate the way mm-hmm. that I'd want to, uh, but it's like, would I still take that? Probably yeah. because I'm desperate for yeah. that. And so whoever would be willing to support it. Um, do it. I, I think, yeah, if you can donate or if you know an artist in your life, like we had uh, some beautiful family friends at the beginning of the shutdown. They knew that I got, you know, out of a job in the show and they sent like a grocery gift card. Oh. And that was like, it was like however yeah. much money, but it was like, that is so sweet. Yeah. They recognize like, oh, yeah. you're out of work. Yeah. Um, here's a little thing that we can contribute. Wow. And just that, it, that was like the most generous gesture. And yes, yeah. there were funds and yeah. all of that. And, and, what do you call them? But like, yeah, the, the unemployment and, and stuff. But we don't have all of that stuff is now ended. We don't have the federal mm-hmm. unemployment. Yep. We aren't getting um, mm-hmm. any kind of uh, relief in any way yeah. at this point. And like, our jobs are not coming back for a year at yeah. the minimum. Mm-hmm. So we are all poor and are going to continue to be poor. And like, yeah. and I think the thing that a lot of people don't understand is, for those of us who this is our career, we can't just go ahead and pick up another job. Yeah. Like, we. Well, our, our experience our resi- doesn't yeah. support it. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> it's, you can't put it on a resume to tell them, like, yes, I am actually very capable of doing your office job, but to try to transfer that onto paper from, yeah, I work with pretend, playing pretend all day, yeah. like, yeah. It, people don't believe you or they don't want to take the time to under figure out where you would fit. And mm-hmm. so it's it's not as simple as just going to get another job somewhere, you know, and like... Yeah, sure, we could work work retail, but that's not a livable wage. Yeah. No. So, you know, it's it's like that's what people don't understand is like we are actively Mm -hmm. not making a living in Mm -hmm. any way anymore. So, yeah, I would just say, yeah, and I think talking to artists about it, like reminiscing with Mm -hmm. that is so nice too. Mm -hmm. So, if you like know an artist mm-hmm. just to be like tell me about your favorite show yeah. or tell yeah. me about yeah. your dreams or you know that kind of a thing is is helpful and then I you know I would definitely plug the Fine Arts Center Colorado Springs Fine Arts Center um their teaching program because we are doing some really amazing work teaching young artists who are like god the poor children these days mm-hmm. like they some of them remember the last show they went mm-hmm. to but yeah. some of them don't and so to try to keep art alive that way um you know send them to class send mm-hmm. them to, if they're interested in it um, definitely do that, but, but yeah. Thanks, lady. Thanks for this having me. Fun. I told you it wasn't going to be that hard. <laughs> scary. Um, thank you again, listeners, for tuning in. Yes, yes. Um, we, uh, every, every episode just gets that much better. Like, we're really, I feel like, starting to just kind of expand and explore and it's really exciting and I just love hearing all the different stories and different people so I hope you do too um please continue to share us with your friends and family and if you hate this uh podcast for some reason you should tell your people you don't like about it maybe right that's how that works um but uh yeah you can find us on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at pwrp.pod, no, not dot pod, just podcast, <laughs> at PWRP podcast. Um, and so you can, you know, yeah, follow us all there too. Please subscribe to us, like us, rate us, say nice things about us if you can. <laughs> That'd be great. 
And if you'd love to be a part of this podcast because you also work in the arts industry or would like to work in the arts industry, just send us a message at pwrp.pod at gmail.com and we'll get back to you as soon as possible so we can schedule a time and sit down to chat. Yeah. But on uh, that note, it's time for the super fun, awkward goodbye. Woo! The best part of the show. We still don't know what we're doing. Yeah. All right. Until next week, uh, this has been Pretend World's Real People. Bye. Bye. Bye.